millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone. It's Raja from DevRaga Personal Finance, and welcome to episode 19, just before Christmas. Uh, not long to go. Um for Santa Claus to pop around and hopefully deliver some great presents for you and your children. Um, But in this episode, I thought I'll talk a little bit about stock market volatility because we've seen um, significant volatility over the last eight to 10 weeks um, in the ASX, mainly spurred on by the global market volatility, which in turn is spurred on by the US market volatility, the S&P 500, and the Dow Jones have been fluctuating hundreds of points on a day-by-day basis, um, mainly due to concerns about trade with China and also some uh, political instability, uh, particularly with the, um, with the Middle East and also some domestic political instability in the United States as well. Um, but in this episode, I thought I might talk about stock market volatility because I'm sure some of you are a little bit nervous. Um, you know, what do you do when there's significant volatility in the stock market, whether it be in the global stock markets, in the US stock markets, or more locally in the Aussie stock markets? As you know, um, my uh, investment mantra has always been um, keep invested um, for the long haul. You're not in it for the short haul. And when I say long haul, I'm talking about at least 30 years. Um, provided that you have that sort of investment time horizon. So you need to decide on your investment time horizon before you start investing. And my mantra uh, also has been pay yourself first. Remember, you're going to pay 20% of your after-tax income to yourself before you take away expenses and living expenses. Um, And make sure you use that 20% to your advantage Um, In my past episodes, if you haven't listened uh, to my past episodes and if you're new to this channel, I've talked a a lot about dollar cost averaging and also some of the other very important personal finance topics um, such as superannuation, investing fees and also wills and trusts, etc. So make sure you um, go back and listen to those episodes um, if you haven't already. But um, let's talk um, about stock market volatility and how it kind of doesn't matter uh, how volatile the stock market is in the short term, especially if you're looking for the long-term gains and why it's really important to stay invested for the long term. So I thought about um, historically, um, you know, what's happened with the ASX 200. Now, for you overseas listeners out there um, in Australia, the ASX 200 um, is the benchmark. Um, the All Lords is also the benchmark, very similar to the S&P 500 in the US and also to the um, Dow Jones with obviously different stocks within the local market. Um, our economy is very much free market, very similar to um, other democracies, uh, Western democracies of the world. Um, we have a very capitalistic society uh, with some sort of social elements um, to that society and social safety nets as well. So we have the best of both worlds uh, down under in Australia. 
Um, and I'm taping this from Melbourne. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pro Melbourneite. Um, one of the greatest cities of the world, uh, the most livable city in the world, uh, quite often in the top two or three um, livable cities in the world. So for all you Melbournians out there, um, we are very lucky indeed to be living in this great city um, of the world. So what is stock market volatility and why does it not matter in my view? Well, stock market volatility is basically what's happened in the last eight to 10 weeks where the stock market has gone up one day, come down the next day, um, and basically it's reactionary to what's happening in the news now, I don't pay much attention to the news. Um, you know, I do keep track of, you know, global issues, but in terms of financial news, um, I don't really care because I'm not in it for the short haul. I'm in it for the long haul. So I'm in it for at least 30 years or so. So I thought I might have a look at some of the um, numbers um, as to what might have happened had I invested at the height of the Australian share market. Um, so uh, the height of the Australian share market, particularly for the S&P ASX 200, had I invested in that index, um, was on the 15th of February in 2007, just before the GFC hit in Australia, where the ASX reached more than 6,000 points uh, for the first time. Um, and it was actually started in 31st of March 2000 with a value of 31.33. So if I had put my money... Um, at the height of the ASX 200 and kept investing a small amount of money every single month up until November 2018, that's a total of uh, 11 years, um, what would have happened? Um, now, to give you a bit of background, the ASX 200 um, is market capitalization weighted um, and it's float-adjusted stock market index of stocks listed in the ASX. Um, and the index is maintained by the Sandin & Paul's company, which is considered the benchmark for the equity performance. And it's also uh, based on the 200 largest ASX-listed stocks, which together account for about 82% of the Australia share market. So essentially, if you invested in the ASX 200, or one of the companies in the ASX 200, the, the top 200 companies, um, you are investing in 82% of Australia's um, economy, essentially. So it, the chances are that you are buying a product or using a product or a service from one of these companies on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I've gone back and talked about this in my earlier episodes. When you think about investing, you think about, um, you know, what am I doing every single day and what products and services am I using every single day? And have a look at the companies that make those products or services and just invest in those companies. And you'll notice that um, that probably that um, on a day-to-day -day basis, you're using these companies um, every single day, which means that you, along with 25 other million Australians, are probably using these services on a day-to-day -day basis, or at least on a weekly basis. And therefore, if you invested in the largest ASX-listed stocks, you're invested in the Australian economy. And over the long run, the Australian economy, given the population growth, um, and given the uh, demand for products and services, is going to do well. So let's take um, you know what's happened since uh, the market peak of the ASX 200 um, back in um, uh, February 2007, when it reached 6,000 points for the first time. So um, basically, had I invested for the last 11 years, 
Um, let's say I started off with $10,000. I put $10,000 in in February 2015. Um, oh, sorry, uh, 20, uh, sorry, February 2007 at the heart of the market. What would it be worth in November um, uh, 2018? It'll be worth surprisingly $16,900 or so. So essentially you've invested $10,000 and the S&P ASX 200 was peaking at over 6,000 points. And as it stands today, uh, which is in, uh, I'm recording this in December, but today let's say the ASX um, S&P 200 is 5,500. And you might think, well, if I've invested at the height of the market at $6,000, wouldn't I actually have lost money given the ASX 200 is only 5,500 points today? Well, surprisingly, the answer is no. You would have actually made money. So how does that work? And I've talked about this in the past, um, the importance of dividends reinvested uh, and the importance of dollar cost averaging. So you would have made an annualized return since February 2007 um, of 4.6% per annum um, on average. Now that is an incredible return given that you haven't done anything during that time and given that we've had the GFC, we've had extreme market volatility over those 11 years or so. Now had you invested in the international share market during the same period of time, you would have roughly gained about 5.5%. Now the US share market has done extremely well, you would have gained about 8.6%. So your $10,000 would now be worth $26,000 roughly. The Aussie property market hasn't really done really well, particularly downgraded this year significantly. It would have been not worth very much. And if you had left it in cash, you might have only made, um, uh, you know, cash is probably going to be exactly the same as if not less due to the value of inflation. It just eats away at your growth. Um, now, the international, um, uh, international share market, uh, which is hedged, would have been $21,000 had you invested $10,000. So basically, in summary, despite you only investing $10,000 in the height of the market in February 2007 and left it in there and write out all the ups and downs and you want to cash it out today, it'd be worth about $16,900. So you've made $6,900 over 11 years for doing absolutely nothing. Now, that is an incredible statistic. So despite the ASX 200 having lost a number of points, about 500 or so since 2007, you would have still made money. And that is a power of compounding, and that is a power of dollar cost averaging, and that is a power of sticking around for the long haul. Do not pay attention to short-term market volatility. The chances are in the long term, particularly 30-odd years or so, you will make money your money will grow and your dividends will be reinvested. Make sure you keep reinvesting those dividends from those um, shares that you buy and, um, and make sure that you just don't pay attention to all the noise and all the short-term volatility. Keep investing again and again and again. Now, this statistic is based on the fact that you've put 10,000 and haven't really put any more money in. So what happens if you keep putting money in every single month? So let's go back. Um, I did some calculations. Um, Noel Whitaker has some excellent calculators on his website um, as to how much money will be worth today had you invested. 
So let's say you started investing $500 a month in February 2007, which is the you know height of the ASX 200, and you just kept buying shares or units in the index fund ASX 200. And let's say you wanted to sell it in November 2018. So that's about 11 years later you want to sell. Now again, the ASX 200 you've bought at the height of the market at 6,000 odd points. And as it stands at the end of November, it's probably, you know, it's definitely less than 6,000, okay? Um, there's no statistics available for the end of December yet, so I've made it at the end of November. So what happens? You keep investing $500 a month every single month for the 11 years. Let's see what happens. So you press calculate. The final value of your portfolio at the end of the 11 years is 107000 $498, okay? Now, how much have you actually invested? You've only invested $70,500. That includes dividends as well. So how can that be? How can it be that the market overall has lost money over the long haul, about 11 years, but you've made money? That is the power of dollar cost averaging. So over the long term, you will get better results. Um, now, over the period of about five years or more, there's a 99% chance of getting a positive return. But, like always, past performance is never a guarantee of what may happen in the future. So, if you assume that over the long term, there is a significant chance that you are going to get a positive return, then when people say the share market and the stock market is like gambling, well, it's not. There's a relatively surefire way of making money, provided that you stay in it for the long term. Now, let's say rather than stick around um, till November 2018, let's say I cashed it out. Okay. So let's say um, I want to cash it out in January of 2018. You still make money. Your final value is going to be $105,051 with a total invested amount of only 65500 So you've made an extra $40,000 just by keeping the money in it. But let's say I do it for the short term. So rather than 2018, I want to sell it. I want to sell it in 2009. So I've only kept it for about two years, from February 2007 to December 2009. What happens to my $500 a month that I'm investing every single month? Well, I would have invested $17,000, and the final value of my portfolio is only $18,558. So your portfolio is still valued more, but it's just not valued as much. So, um, and that's despite the GFC. So despite you putting in the money, you still make a little bit of money, but you just don't make as much, nowhere as much um, as what you would have made had you stuck around till um, November 2018. So why is stock market volatility an issue? Well, for me, it's not because I'm only in it for the long term. I don't really care. I know that over the long term, the stock markets will rise. I know that over, over time, the products and services that I consume every single day and buying good quality products maintained and produced by good quality Australian companies is still going to exist. So I'm still going to need toothpaste. I'm still going to need pasta. I'm still going to need milk. Uh, I'm still going to need banking services. I'm still going to need investing services. I'm still going to need insurance. 
I'm still going to need a car. I'm still going to need petrol. I'm still going to need electricity. I'm still going to need water. Everyone's going to need this. If I'm going to need this, that means 25 million Australians are going to need this as well. And that's why it's really important to ignore the short term. Markets will rebound. We've gone through significant historical events, everything from the global financial crisis to two world wars, um, to the Iraq war, 9-11, oil spills, uh, Brexit, which God knows what's happening over there in England. I don't know whether they're going to actually have a Brexit. It's been two years since they first announced that they're going to leave the EU. Still hasn't happened. Um, the Royal Commission is now currently happening with the um, with the banks of Australia. The dot-com bubble where the ASX fell 22% over 12 months in 2001 and 2002. Um, you know, the mining boom. Look, we've had all sorts of global and local issues that affect markets. But there's one thing that's happened and the markets have always rebounded. Now, you know, there's always that caveat and there's always that sort of disclaimer. Yes, past performance is not an indicator of future performance. Um, but we've got a more than 100 years of data. And just by analyzing that data, you'll notice that the chances are you're going to end up doing well in the long run, provided you keep invested. So take home points. Keep investing. Save that 20%. Invest, invest, invest. Buy, buy, buy. Market volatility is not an issue in the long term. It's only an issue in the short term. And you're never going to invest for the short term. That's just a waste of time and it's a stupid thing to do. So do not invest for the short term. Make sure you save that money and you keep investing and automate it. And um, just do it forever. And the chances are you'll end up on top. Um, as we've discussed with some figures that I've given you. Now, as always, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, your average Joe. Um, But what I do know is finance is largely behavioral. So when the markets are volatile, people tend to panic. Um, I'm encouraging you not to panic. Look at the data, stay in it for the long haul, keep investing, keep saving the money, Pay yourself first. Now, if you don't want to invest in the stock market, that's completely fine. Just put away that 20% into the savings account, into the mortgage offset account, whatever you have, so that it just sits there. So it's your money. Um, it's it's the money that you get paid as your own salary um, for the work that you do um, outside of the usual work that you do, obviously, or the business that you run. So uh, that's my pre-Christmas advice. I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. That is a disclaimer. Um, you know, You need to take into account your own personal circumstances. Um, But, you know, the evidence is out there. You just need to go out there and do your own research. And you'll notice that over the long run, Australian economy has done well. The global economy has done well. The American economy has done well. Yes, there's been a bit of jitters in the market over the last eight to 10 weeks. But when stocks are cheap, buy them. Now, when you go to Coles or Woolies at Aldi um, and you see a chocolate bar, it's Cadbury's, your favorite brand. You know it's a good brand. You know it's a good product. And now they're having a two-for-one deal. Buy the two. Same price as buying the one. Why would you say I only want the one? Buy the two because it's a good product. And then eventually, next week, when the you know prices go back up again because it's pre-Christmas and everyone jacks up the price before Christmas, you'll notice you've just made a bargain. So pay yourself first. Invest for the long haul dollar cost average, um, and hopefully over the long run, 
you will come out on top. This is Raja signing off from Melbourne just before Christmas. Hope you have a good festive season. I'll try and squeeze one uh, more podcast in before Christmas or probably during Christmas. I'm going to be away, um, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, If you have any questions, like always, um, give us a yell on Facebook or via this um, castbox.fm app. Um, and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. But this this podcast was was basically instilled on a lot of people's fears of market volatility, and I think market volatility is a good thing. Um, human behaviour hasn't changed, as Peter Lynch would explain uh, if you watch his YouTube videos. Human behaviour hasn't changed over the last 2,000 years. Um, it's just a question of um, sticking it out for the long run, and you will end up better off, or you're more likely to end up better off in the long term. Um, so thanks everyone for listening stay safe and make sure all you kiddies out there who um, are uh, just finishing up school or have finished school make sure you uh, listen to your parents and make sure you write your Santa letter hopefully it's all gone to the North Pole already and I hope you get some great presents um, coming up for Christmas Um, and make sure it's a time of giving um, and I know that Christmas uh, has been commercialised a little bit in terms of buying presents but if you can go out there and donate some money um, there's a lot of people in need um, buy some Christmas hampers or pay someone else's utility bill utility bills are getting higher and higher in Australia so do something and give Um, I think you'll get more out of your life um, than in general that's my two cents Um, good luck everyone I'll talk to you soon and until next time This is Deb Raga, Personal Finance. Pay yourself first, invest for the long haul, dollar cost average, and keep doing it forever and ever and ever. Good luck and stay safe. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.